This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the One who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents the Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Well, friends, today is New Year's Day, not on the calendar, but New Year's Day in terms of the liturgical year. The first Sunday of Advent, we begin a new year of grace. Advent, to me, is always a very powerful spiritual season. There's something about the mood of Advent, because, you know, we are really permanently a people who wait. And Advent is the great season of waiting and expectation, waiting for someone to come. You know, often in the past I've made the connection between the spiritual life and those 12-step programs that have become so popular over the years. I mean those programs dealing with addictions, People who are addicted to alcohol or to drugs or to gambling or to sex will often submit themselves to these 12-step programs designed to rid them of these addictions. What do we find in the 12-step programs? Well, first of all, the two things that block someone's access to them. Denial. I don't have a problem. I'm fine. This is all in your mind. A lot of people who are caught in addiction simply deny it. The second problem, in some ways even more dangerous and more subtle, is, yeah, I know I've got a problem, but I can solve it. Just given enough time, enough energy, enough willpower, I can solve the problem. Denial or a trust in one's own ability to lift himself out of the addiction. If I'm caught in either one of those... I am not going to address the problem successfully. Most people that deal with addicts say that the person has to hit bottom. I mean, their life has to bottom out because of this problem. Either they lose their job or their marriage breaks up. Their kids become alienated. Maybe they go bankrupt. Something dramatic happens that convinces them finally, yes, A, I've got a problem, B, I cannot solve it myself. Friends, I think a basic truth of the Bible is that sin is a bit like an addiction. Sin is a problem that has me and that I am not able, through my own efforts, my own power, to solve. Let's say you wrestle with the sin of pride. Isn't it true that pride has you? You might say, I would love not to be self-preoccupied. I'd love not to be defensive. I'd love not to have to cling to my prerogatives at every turn. But somehow I just can't avoid it. I can't stop this addiction of pride. How about envy? They say envy is the most common sin and the least confessed sin. Interesting, isn't it? Almost as though the sin we're most ashamed of is envy. 
But envy seems to have us. I would love not to be preoccupied with someone else's success. I would love it if I didn't look around and say, oh, I wish I had this, I wish I had that. How about someone whose sin is avarice or greed? They might say in their heart of hearts, I'd love to be free of this. I'd love to be satisfied with the material things that I have, but somehow I'm always looking for the bigger house, the more money, the more prestigious job. Think for a minute here, Christians, how foolish it would be to say, oh, you know, no problem, I know I'm a person of pride, but I can stop whenever I want. Yeah, I know I'm someone that really wrestles with envy, but, you know, just with a little willpower, I can stop being envious. Avarice, yeah, I know, I, I wrestle with that. But don't worry, I'll set my mind to it, and I'll stop myself from being avaricious. Come on, come on. Just as someone who is addicted to alcohol, who says foolishly, well, I can handle it myself, then you'll never solve the problem. Somehow admitting our own weakness in the presence of these debilitating problems, that is the first step. Now, listen to a little bit from the prophet Isaiah. This is our first reading for the Mass today. Isaiah is one of the great Advent figures. Listen to him. He's speaking to God. Behold, you are angry, and we are sinful. All of us have become like unclean men. All our good deeds are like polluted rags. We have all withered like leaves, and our guilt carries us away like the wind. Unclean, polluted, withered, guilty. Not very flattering words. Incompatible with and I'm okay, and you're okay, mentality, at odds with the feel-good-about-yourself culture. Look, Christians, the Bible isn't down on us. It's not trying to make us feel bad psychologically, but the Bible is brutally honest about us. What's the first problem? Denial. I don't have a problem. Yes, you do, say the prophets over and over again. Yes, you do. Second problem, I can deal with it myself. No, you can't. Your guilt carries you away like the wind. So, what's the option? What do we do? In the 12-step programs, once you've overcome denial, once you've admitted, yes, I have a problem, then you turn your life over to a higher power. It's great language. And it's key to all the 12-step programs. You turn your life over to a higher power. Look what's going on here. You are decentering yourself. It's not about me. It's not that I can solve it. I can do it. But no, you decenter yourself. And you begin, listen now, you begin to look for and to wait for another. There is something passive here. You move from an I-can-handle-it mentality to, Lord, only you can solve this problem. I begin to watch and to wait for someone greater than I. 
Is it difficult? Yes. Which is why it's hard to move into the Advent style and the Advent mood. Advent, in a certain way, knocks us off our feet and tells us we can't solve the problem. Our attitude is one of waiting. What's the great Advent hymn? We sing it every year and we love it. But I wonder how often we attend to the words. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. I would urge you to move into the rhythm and mood of that song. Maybe in the course of Advent, sing that. Sing that from time to time as part of your prayer. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. What's my problem? I'm captive. Can I escape from this prison? No. What I do now is I watch for the one who can spring me from this jail. I'm mourning in a lonely exile. Terrific, isn't it? Cut off, alone, exiled, at a distant remove. Until the Son of God appear. I can't solve this, but the Son of God can. Here's a way that Isaiah puts it, again from our first reading. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of your hands. I would submit, Christians, that is a very hard thing for us to feel and accept and move into. Lord, you're the potter, we're the clay. You know, we're literally putty in your hands. You shape us. You address our lives. You solve the problems that we have. We can't do it. We're all the work of your hands. That's the Advent spirit, the Advent mood and style. Now, does all this mean that, well, we do nothing? So we just become like, Lumps, like bumps on the law. We sit passively waiting. Well, think for a second. There is something very, if you will, active about waiting. Think the last time that you were really waiting for somebody. Let's say you're at O'Hare Airport. You're at that lower level. Your plane has come in, and you're waiting for the ride that will pick you up. Do you just sit there like a bump on the log? No, you're, you're looking. You're straining you're, with your, your eyes and with your ears. Your whole body is attentive. You see a car that looks like the one you're expecting, and then you, you hop to attention. You strain, you look, you try. How about when you're waiting for someone to come to your home? You know that feeling? It's not passive at all. When you hear it, was that a slamming of a car door? Was that a, a step on the sidewalk? Is that a knock on the door? There's something that is alive about you as you wait. This, I think, is the Advent mood. We're not in denial about our sin. We don't feel we can solve it ourselves. And now we are waiting and watching for the one who can. What's our mood? There's a certain happy and healthy tension about it. We're alive, looking, thinking, desiring, watching. Can I give you in the last couple minutes just a few practical suggestions about 
ways to wait, what this looks and feels like. One way I think that we wait during Advent, I think we should examine our consciences on a regular basis. One way to be attentive to the coming of the Lord is to be aware more deeply during Advent of your need for grace, your need for a Savior, to look at your own sin. Now, I know, brothers and sisters, we don't like to do this. We prefer to look away from our sin. But Advent says, no, look at your own sin. Areas of your life where you are out of control. You're not on top of things. Feel that. Enter into it. See it. Be attentive to it. A second way to wait, I think, ask for forgiveness. You know, in the 12-step programs, it's very central that once you've acknowledged your problem, you do a searching moral inventory of your own life, and then you seek forgiveness from the people that you have hurt because of your addiction. Pride, envy, anger, avarice, those are all addictions. Do a searching moral inventory. See your need for grace, but also reach out to those people that you've hurt because of your pride, because of your envy, because of your anger. Seek forgiveness during Advent. Final suggestion as a way of watching attentively. Pray. Pray. I mean especially the liturgy. I mean especially the reading of the scriptures. I mean the praying of the rosary. I mean visits to the Blessed Sacrament. I mean the Jesus prayer. Whatever works for you. But let prayer be a more central part of your life during Advent. Prayer is waiting, watching, asking, looking. So do it with the Scriptures. Read a chapter, a couple of chapters of the Bible every day. The liturgy. Make Mass attendance more fervent, perhaps more often during Advent. The rosary. Whatever it is that focuses your attention on your need for God's grace. Let that be an Advent practice. In all these ways, we enter into the mood. We enter into the spirit. And we see what the Lord God is up to. God bless. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. To purchase copies of The Word on Fire, call 847-297-4360. That's 847-297-4360.